All right, so what's the last track? Good, okay, so the last track, which is again something of a reference to where we've been in recent shows, in particular in, in Jamaica. Uh, this is a record uh, uh, track by Desmond Chambers. Uh, it's called Halligalli, uh, and this is the Toby Tobias version. So I don't I don't know a huge amount about Desmond Chambers. Um, he I do know that he was born in 1944, 28th of December. So I did calculate this uh, two months, eight days after David Mancuso. Oh, wow. I do have a few people who want me to find at least one way to mention David in every show. So uh, <laughs> this. <laughs> So there you go. I think I might have already mentioned him a little earlier, but that's another one here. But anyway, same same year, and um, was raised by his grandmother, apparently of mixed Hebrew and Japanese heritage. I don't quite know what that might mean to be no, mixed Hebrew, because usually it's Jewish. <laughs> but maybe there's some. Maybe this is something else. I'm not too sure. Um, but grew up in Jamaica anyway. In a small village, in a small village of Cedar Valley in St. Catharines in Jamaica, and in nine, so it's in 1983. So the guy was already 39 that he started to record songs, and this was apparently after he began to hear songs in his sleep and believed them to be uh, religious callings. Um, so this track Halligalli uh, is uh, references apparently or expresses concerns about tension that were emerging. Uh, in that particular moment in the kind of early, early 1980s between Iraq and Libya. Um, and uh, Desmond Chambers went on to include it on his uh, his first album, Tiger Born, which he self-released in 1986. Um, and I think he kind of then released maybe one more EP or one more album, which again he self-financed, kind of a 1,000 pressings of the first, 500 of the next. So it's quite um, local, and, you know, not particularly sort of well-known or celebrated, but Kalita, his uh, label, is doing lots of interesting re- reissues uh, of African and Caribbean artists. Uh, uh, release this. Uh, it was just, a, again, it was just a few months ago because I played this at the, well, it must have been you know, by, by November of last year because that's when I played first played it. And, um, and this is, I particularly like the Toby Tobias workout. I don't know much about Toby Tobias. I did a little search on the internet and there's a few Toby Tobiases who are up there and it wasn't entirely clear um, which one is the Toby Tobias um, who did this remix. But it's a, it's a, it's an ambitious remix. Uh, it's quite epic, really. I think it lasts for nine minutes. Um, and it's, it feels very, it feels, I mean, it's, it's, it's great Jamaican dub music. Um it's, which itself, I think, is is obviously quite playful. This is one of the things I was thinking after one of the recent shows that we recorded, is that this is kind of, maybe dub music is is the first really play, well, we're going to come on to this, aren't we, shortly in the series, but maybe dub is defined by its playfulness above so many other sounds. It's like you can just imagine 
people in the studio, like just actually messing around in ways that does may may not have happened in you know when soul music was being recorded or even disco maybe. Um, it's really just yeah. Um, so I think it has a lot of that, but it's a sense of a journey, and there's this kind of you know this um, this very strong. Um, bass and synthesizer kind of elements come in that give it a very contemporary um, kind of club feel, but it remains. It also has it has this energy, but it remains quite mellow at the same time. So, so all our friends, I did actually play it quite early. Um, it's quite it can be quite a good time to play stuff that has this sort of sense of exploration. I feel you're not d- insisting that people dance, but they certainly can if they want to. Um, so it feels like a very early, quite an early record or a late night record. So we're putting it at the end of the show. So here it's late night. Um, but yeah, I really, I really like it a lot. Yeah, it's a very impressive piece of music. It's a great example of that dub from the second half of the 80s, which is, I think is a transitional phase between the classic dub of the 70s through to the beginning of the 80s. And the electronic music of the 90s, so much of it was heavily influenced by dub. So this is the moment when, this is really the golden age of British dub as well, this time. And people were listening to records like this and trying to recreate their effects in Britain. And and then shortly afterwards, we're starting to try to do that with computers because it was quite hard to get access to studios where you could do this stuff in the classic way. So... It's a really interesting moment. It's the moment when people like Adrian Sherwood and On New Sound System in, in Britain were seen by a lot of critics as the most experimental, the most radical wing of you know, any kind of music outside of like avant-garde jazz or orchestral music. And But this is a great example. It's definitely... A lot of that stuff is quite choppy, quite aggressive indeed, quite cold sounding because they haven't really figured out how to use the digital equipment and this is it's so warm sounding the electronic aspect in particular that it does it sounds like it could have been made 20 years later it's very uh, interesting very interesting record and that moment of uh, i'm really looking forward to revisiting that moment because there's a lot of there's also there's a lot of music from that time a lot of that, this dub, like, I, I wasn't hearing on vinyl. I was hearing really badly mixed CDs, and it it didn't sound good at all. And I've only become really aware in the past few years that some of that electronic dub from the late late eighties, in particular, is very interesting. But you've got to hear it on vinyl to hear it. Like it just doesn't sound right. Otherwise, you can probably hear it now on like high quality streams. Actually, I, I guess I'm probably exaggerating that because the quality of CDs that were being made of this kind of stuff at the time is just un- unbelievably bad. CDs were just being made by people just recording, playing the record, not the master tapes or anything. Just making a digital copy of the record, like with just completely incompetent mastering in the process so they sounded absolutely dreadful and uh, so a lot of this stuff I, i'm really interested in in revisiting now so it's a great great it's a great choice really interesting record <laughs> 